This episode of UK Low Carb Podcast is sponsored by Deliciously Guilt Free. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone and welcome to UK Low Carb. I'm really honoured to have a series with my good friend, Dr. Jenna Wynn. Hi everyone, so pleased to be here. Yeah, we're hoping to tempt you all to come along, interest you to come along to the first International Food Addiction Conference on May the 20th in Bristol as part of the the annual PHC Public Health Collaboration uh, Conference. So yeah, we're going to be doing a series on food addiction, sugar addiction. We might have that debate about what to call it and it's going to be great. Excellent. So join in each week where Jen and I will be going through different topics to do with addiction and at the end you get to ask your questions in a live Q&A as well. So without much further ado let's get on with the show. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode in our great series on addiction where Jen Unwin has come onto the show to talk all about uh, all things to do with food addiction and in particular because on the 20th of May she's got her first ever food addiction conference happening in Bristol which is really exciting and so we decided let's get our heads together and let's plan for that and think how could we try to get people thinking about addiction because I think it does affect many of us in the low-carb keto world so welcome back to the show again Dr Jen Unwin. Welcome thank you thanks Dan. And just by the way people might not realise we're recording these all in one go so if our voices are getting a little bit more hoarse and a bit cracked especially Jen who's doing you know the, the lion's share of the work here then that is why. Uh, so thank you for sticking with me and, and doing all these. Um, it's an absolute pleasure. So 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 far we've talked about the symptoms we've talked about how do they work in us uh, we've looked at craved and also we've looked at dose and if you want to find out more about that go back and listen to those two episodes. Uh, what are we talking about today then, Jen? Because um, I think you said something last week about getting a bit more into understanding the food itself. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the food. It's our favourite topic. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what is it good for food addicts to, to eat and how do you kind of design your own recovery food plan? Um, you know, what sort of things should be in it, not in it? all those kinds of questions about when you should eat blah 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 and that you know we we often just want someone to tell us what to do don't we so there'll be a little bit of a little bit of that but not too much because really everybody's recovery looks a bit different everybody's food preferences are a little bit different uh personal circumstances and tastes and so on but there there are some sort of general rules and and also just to say again um the book fork in the road that i wrote Profits to the Public Health Collaboration has got the food lists in and it's also got advice from people like Bitten, uh, Dave Avron Wolf, Georgia Ead, some people may know um, that they, they will give their comments on on the on the food in, in Fork in the Road. So so um, go and have a look at that if people want more information after this podcast. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. OK, so. We talked last time, didn't we, about the importance of um, neuro- neurotransmitters in the brain. And I, uh, do you remember I said that serotonin was made from tryptophan, which is an amino acid? Uh, amino acids come from protein. And that uh, although I'm, I'm not a nutritionist, I work with Heidi Yeaver and obviously been in the low carb world for ages and talking to David, I, I've come to understand you know, quite a lot about nutrition and the biochemistry of it and and obviously the brain and the biochemistry of it so there are some absolutely essential proteins that that we need for the 
brain, but also for the body. Obviously, we're repairing our bodies and brains all the time. There's a yeah. fantastic fact, you know, that uh, so we all know, for example, a lot of us hear that um, blood cells live about three months. And that's why we only have an HbA1c, how sugary is your blood test? There's no point having it in less than three months because you're going to replace your blood cells in three months. So um, so that's one example of obviously the body has to make new blood cells. Uh, the body also has to make new brain cells and new bone and new um, certain things take longer than others. But we need to we need to build that up. So the brain needs these essential amino acids and the brain also needs essential fatty acids and that's for your for your hormones but also the brain is is has a lot of cholesterol in it so i think we all suffered from the low fat you know eat low fat um mantra that was around in the 70s and 80s and i I know it's the same you know my parents were very keen on the whole low fat thing um but we need we need fats for our brains and hormones. I'm sure you've had other guests talk about that. Well, can I just ask something quickly there, Jen? Because you said essential amino acids, essential, uh, which is, I guess, essential protein, uh, essential yeah. fatty acids as well. What about essential yes. carbs? Because the way the food nutrition advice seems to work, yes. you'd assume there'd be an essential carbohydrate we need as well. Yeah, great point. And of course, yeah, there's, that we have zero need for har- carbohydrate and sugar. In, Wait, in the say that that's incredible because incredible. literally the food the food advice is eat you know whole grains every day to be healthy i remember getting so so angry as a child i was about 12 or something and i remember seeing ian botham doing a, an advert for shredded wheat and it always stayed with me until about a year ago i looked it up on youtube to see if i was if i remembered it correctly or not because over, over time i might have changed the memory and he actually says this He's, he's recommending eating shredded wheat, which is, if you're outside the UK, a breakfast cereal. And he said, shredded wheat, if you eat it every day, it could lead to a healthier heart. I remember thinking at the time, could isn't good enough. Like, what do you mean? Anything could mean anything, really, if you say it that way. That's ridiculous. And that's how it's yeah. been advertised. You know, there's no evidence to say you need this stuff because it is essential for your body. And yet it's told to us every day, eat it because it's good for your body. And there's no evidence. It's incredible. Yeah, eat eat fibery, slow release carbohydrates. You know, yeah. have have meals and snacks, all invented by the food industry. Yeah. Um, if we needed carbohydrate to, to live, we wouldn't be here because our ancestors lived through the winter. You know, often yeah. without the, such things. And the Eskimo. I mean, I I give you the Eskimos, my lud. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. They they don't they don't eat any any carbohydrates. There are certain cells in the body, in the in the eye and the brain. The brain does need a certain amount of glucose, but isn't the body marvelous? It makes the amount that you need um, yeah. out of out of those proteins and fats. And even and, then, we're talking tiny amounts, aren't we? I mean, that's oh, the thing. We're not saying you have to eat it to have enough. I mean, you you literally make it from what you've got, like you just said. So you know, you're talking yeah. about a fraction of the amount that people are eating every day. So in in my blood at any one time, there's about a teaspoon of glu- of of sugar, um, yeah. and when when we, I mean this all this stuff blew my mind initially. When we when we know that there's six teaspoons of sugar in a banana, we yeah. know we know you know where do the other five go? You know they, they, they insulin has to put those somewhere, and it puts it in your liver and your your muscles. Are, are, you know if you were running a marathon, you you'd probably use it up. Um, 
and in and in your belly fat. So um, yeah. yeah, so so not necessary. But we do need because we're building a new body and a brain all the time. We need to eat adequate proteins and fats. So that's the building blocks, if you like, and um, that's what we need. So um, I always try and think of that when I'm eating and having my meals. I think, you know, what am I, what am I eating that I'm going to build my body and brain out of? So yesterday I had some lovely fatty lamb <laughs> and Ooh, had a yeah. bit of cabbage on the side for entertainment. <laughs> yeah. um, today I'm having uh, duck, lovely fatty fatty duck so fat fatty meat is is great because it it gives us that you know we were talking about um so there's another factor isn't there when we eat sugar and carbohydrates there isn't really an off switch and evolutionarily that was good that we could just that we didn't get the 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 fullness hormones i was getting the wrong way around whichever one it is leptin or ghrelin (laughs) the one that makes us feel full we, you don't really get that when you eat sugar and carbs but when you eat fatty meats you you do there's a kind of natural off switch if you like so so that's another reason to eat them not just that we need them but it helps us have that that sort of fullness and and satiety um so egg, you know eggs fish meat uh, of all varieties seafood all great um animal proteins and animal fats um so i cook in duck fat lard tallow all of those they cook beautifully as well don't they this is what i've learned i used to fry in olive oil which is dangerous actually isn't it from it becomes a trans fat um and it burns really easily and yet actually now we just get these jars from the butcher with i think duck Mm. fat and also with like beef fat beef dripping and it's really it cooks beautifully and gives a lovely flavor and it doesn't burn either it's kind of a much more versatile fat to use isn't it yeah so we're kind of channeling our inner cave people um, by eating a very, um, you know, so so lots of people, you know, maybe start with paleo, don't they, or keto or, or, or low carb. So it um, and we're drawn to it, I think, because I think we know we need to leave out the, the the sugars and the carbohydrates and the ultra processed foods. So so, you know, make that the basis. And then, yes, yeah, some some low carb um, vegetables, if 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 that's what you like, you know, see what you can tolerate. Um, there's some special notes for us um let's sort of go through those in order so uh special note number one is nuts so nuts are there's some rare foods in nature that have that sort of carbohydrate fat (laughs) combo and we we like them you know they're 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 sort of winter things they're they're fat storage things you know nuts were available in in the autumn um if you can honestly have a handful of nuts and move on with your life that's absolutely fine um i i personally can't do that so yeah. i personally have had to get to the point where i say you know nuts aren't for me either very early on i knew i couldn't have peanuts and peanut butter because i would just eat the whole i would just keep going yeah. back to call me in the same way as chocolate back to the cupboard if i bought a jar it was gone within about two days clearly that's not normal behavior so many of my family has that and and it's really strange how i I think other things are the same for me that they don't have and uh when there's nuts out um i I, because my you know some of my family are from the middle east and nuts are a big part of the culture and i can see some members of the family who just 
devour the bowl and then other people like me i like them but i don't really go crazy for them i just have one or two and i don't think about nuts again and yet i'm thinking oh you know that the bowl's getting empty here what's happening and i think to some people they can't help themselves and i just think well i'm I'm lucky i don't have that but then there are other things i'd probably be exactly the same with so um yeah it's very it's very unique to the person isn't it individual person and that's why i said there aren't these rules but you can i think if we're honest with ourselves we can we know which things are sort of drug foods and we crave and we can't leave them alone if we see them um yes for me it's nuts for you it's not dan so that's fine you know leave that leave those as as an option in your diet um add them to salads or you know whatever you need to do that that's completely fine so nuts is one and obviously they're far more moorish if we roast them and salt them (laughs) because then we (laughs) I mean, the absolute combo of deliciousness, which the food industry exploit, is salty, sweet, carbohydrates and fats. So if you think yeah. like pizza, donuts, Pringles, all of those things, we know it's kind of holy trinity or um, of not so of holy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. holy. Yeah, hellish for us, hellish. Um, yeah. So that's that. And then the second is kind of dairy, cheese, cream. And I know I do know a lot of people in the low carb community who's who struggle to moderate um, cheese and and cream. We often get people at our food addiction groups who've done really well, but they say, "Listen, I've, I'm absolutely have this problem with cream now that I I just yeah. can't put it down. That is now my issue." So um, David can he's fine with the cream and and the and the yogurt, um, uh, but I personally. Again, if there's yogurt in the fridge, I'd keep going back. Cheese, yeah, I'm a, I'm a devil with cheese. Cheese and, is like that, yeah, I well, agree. Not, not yeah. only if it's there, if there was a cheese board there, would I keep cutting at it? I'd take little small slithers so no one thought I was greedy, but I would keep going. Um, yeah. Not, not only that, but th- later on or the next day, it actually increases my cravings for other foods as well. It seems to actually oh. increase my appetite, Um and de- uh, cr- uh, double cream does the same as well. So I've ended up black coffee. Um, I've managed, but this is me over many years, I have to say, so that people don't get too freaked out. And again, it's a completely individual thing. Some people are completely fine with dairy. Butter, I can't have either. I can eat butter like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I do have ghee and I, I make my own and, and cook with that. But so that's my own unique story. Other people can have a bit of cheese on the dinner and, and it's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't, kind of drive them crazy so cheese well, Tom is- Watson said that didn't he on your clubhouse I remember when he came on it was about a year ago and he he said yeah. that being stuck in lockdown and the fridge being just around the corner from where he was working suddenly yeah. he suddenly felt his cheese intake was going up and up and up and up and he said I can't remember what he said but it's something like you know a lot of us can give up biscuits and things and then realize reaching cheese yeah. in the same way it's the same behavior just it changes exactly. to cheese and you've got to be very careful of that and you know things change over time as well and you can try i think i used to be a bit better with cheese but then it's sort of transferred over to cheese and i think we have to be careful those of us with this addictive tendency we can we can move seats on the titanic as they say and you know um uh that's the same we know that people who give up smoking put on weight and that's because they start eating sugar to get their dopamine hit Uh, or people give up alcohol the same they they tend to uh, I've heard this from someone who used to go to AA and they said, you know, you go there and there'd be cake every single week. And she she said to me, I'm really worried that people are just like swapping one thing for the other. And, and that's why she became very aware of sugar. So I think you're right. I think that's exactly what happens. These behaviors just 
move into the next food or the next addiction, but it's the same yeah. damaging behavior. Yeah. It's, it's a proven thing. That's this uh, addiction interaction disorder. Yes. So, so we need to sort of eat super clean. So that also leads us on to, for those of us with our food addiction, alcohol, hello, it's a drug. <laughs> so yeah. it acts in the same part of the brain. Uh, and again, this took me a while. I was never a big drinker really, but I started to realize that when I'd had a drink the next day, I'd be much, much hungrier. And there's all kinds of mechanisms that, that make that happen. Yeah. Uh, but also a lot more cravings. It set off the sort of craving part of the brain as well. So again, you know, everybody's individual, but for me personally, I've, I've decided that the, you know, on balance, I was, I was better off without it. So I've, I've quit alcohol in the last couple of years. Um, so it's alcohol, uh, ca uh, caffeine, again, completely individual. Some people are fine. For me, it did make cravings worse and headaches. So <laughs> I've given up so many things over the years. Uh, I worked on that and I've, I now drink decaf. So that, that's another one just to be aware of. And then the last one is sweeteners. So it's, it's all a bit like, you know, people often say, well, it's keto or it's low carb. Yes. But there's this additional layer for those of us with with this problem. And I think that's where some of us come unstuck. So we'd say peanut butter. Oh, that's OK, because it, it's OK because it's keto. But then you find yourself in the cupboard just kind of yeah. necking it. And then it's that behavior that's going to alert you to that being a problem. Sweeteners, they keep that sweet taste going. They do light up the reward center. They are going to make it much harder to, to kick this problem um, long term. So. If you need to get on to sweeteners to get off sugar, you know, that's completely understandable. And it's a bit like methadone is to heroin, if you like. You know, you're moving in the right direction. It's a harm reduction. But be aware that to, to really get into any kind of solid recovery for those of us with these kind of, you know, definite food addiction problems, the sweeteners will have to go in the end. They will just uh, yeah. going. They will make it more likely uh, that's the same with alcohol. So alcohol and sweeteners, it's more likely that you you would relapse at some point if you've yeah. still got those in your life. And I have to tell you, giving up sweeteners for me was as hard as as sugar. Apart from sugar, it was the hardest thing that I did because I liked sugar-free gum and you know and that kind of chewy thing. I liked diet drinks because I thought they were okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? It's, it's, it, this is, but this is exactly. I think this relates to all those foods. Um, the nuts, a good example. You know, for some people, if that's your trigger, you have to be aware of that. And even if, a, even if a guide said, you know, this food is a keto low carb food, it's it's irrelevant. It's about your relationship to it. Your and do you have an addictive? Yeah, yeah, and I think sweeteners are like that. Now, I'm not going to mention her name, but I know there's a friend of ours that we both know who has talked about this publicly. And she came to, you know, the deliciously guilt-free stand in Real Food Rocks. And she said, you know what? I realized I can't do that because that is a trigger. Yeah. Even though it's low carb, it's not right for her. And I think that's where yeah. you should feel empowered to know what your triggers are and realize it doesn't matter if it's sugar or sweeteners. If you've got a problem, you've got a problem, so you shouldn't have it. And I think that's yeah. that's the right thing to do. And Absolutely. I think that conversation yeah. with yourself is just the most adult responsible thing you can do because you shouldn't yes. be having it because it will just trip you up. I, I find that with bread, actually, with me, sometimes with these low carb breads, I can find that I get into a bit of a mm. thing of eating them and I yeah. enjoy eating them. 
Um, but then it's it's a very quick slip for me to eat real bread, which is weird because you think, why would I do that? I've got this low carb equivalent because in my head I'm almost like, well, it's yeah. it's just bread, isn't it? They're all the same. What's the difference? And it's ridiculous because it's my Ooh, addiction it's, going it's, through. Isn't that addiction talk so sneaky? So, oh, you yeah. know, bit talks about this, this red dog and blue dog. So the, the addiction part of your brain is a sneaky, cheating, plotting. It's going to be telling you. <laughs> I think you'd swear at the end of that, then, Jen. Bread's, bread's all the same, yeah. Well, maybe, but bread's all the same, or you know, just one slice won't hurt, or yeah, oh, yeah. go on, it's your birthday. You know, all of this kind of sneaky addiction stuff that that goes in on in our heads that we yeah. again, you know, this is this is more for the the next episode, but it's how do we, you know, keep that that. Um, that recovery going long term so just uh back to the food yeah so i mean we're really talking so we've talked about things that we should be eating and again these lists are in fork in the road so people can look look them up individually going to work out what you what you should be avoiding um because because it makes you crazy and 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 it's a kind of you know this is a lifelong journey you're going to be sort of refining and working out what works for you timing of meals um and and so on and how to sort of get, get yourself in a in a good place so that you feel peaceful around your food plan and the things you're eating. You've not got a dieting mentality. It's not about, it's about being well. It's about building a body and brain. It's about eating that nutrient dense food, um, cutting out the things that people need to almost universally cut out are sugars, grains, and ultra processed foods. Yeah, you know, sure. start with working on all of that, and then and then these nuances that you know will become clearer after that, and your brain will be it'll get easier because your your brain is healing, you're feeling more yourself, your memory will be better, you won't have this kind of brain fog, so it becomes easier to look after yourself and to make those right decisions. In the beginning, you're right in the food. And you've got the brain fog and the anxiety and, you know, the low mood. And, and it's just breaking. I think last time we sort of had that analogy of getting over the wall, you know, trying to get over yeah. the wall to the other side so that the brain's clearing. And then you're more able to make these uh, better decisions. And, you know, don't don't blame yourself. And, you know, find a community, find some support. So Heidi and I um, running weekends, um, running groups, um there's there's the guys over in the state sugar x global that i would recommend there's recommendations in fork in the road at the, in the resource chapter at the end um or on the public health collaboration website we've got some pages if you go to the resources there's some food addiction pages there and there's 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 advice and, and tips of where people can connect to others it's quite hard to do it on your own you know it's nice to feel part yeah. of a community um, I think that's really important. I think the fellowship you have with others is massive, isn't it? And I think realizing identifying this in yourself is great, but also having people identify it in themselves and standing with you to say, look, we, we can do this together is so empowering. Um, actually, that's the other thing. You talk about, you know, the essential uh, survival of human beings and the essential part of being a human being is being in community. And it's not it's not like an optional extra. We might need time by ourselves now and again. That's normal. But I mean, being part of a community is an essential part of being a human being because 
it helps us support ourselves and it gives us uh, a chance to express how we're feeling and to sometimes bounce on ideas of somebody like I'm learning a lot just by listening to you talking and reflecting on myself and I'm sure listeners are as well and I think that's what community can give to us so mm-hmm. um, I think if you can join that it'd be great I just want to say this then to everyone if you would like to ask Jen Unwin a question yourself then we do actually have a live recording at 8 p.m. on um, May the 10th, which is 10 days before the conference happens. Um, And that episode will then be broadcast the week after. So if you want to jump onto a call and actually be part of one of these recordings and ask anything you like about addiction, uh, you're more than welcome to join us. And also just want to remind everyone that I'm giving away five free tickets uh, to go to the conference in Bristol on the 20th of May. So if you just want to leave a review for this show, UK Low Carb, I will pick the first five reviews that come in as long as you then email me Dan at UK Low Carb with a screenshot to show you've done it. And then I will announce those on that live uh, recording we do on the 10th of May. So you'll be finding out 10 days before the conference if you've got a free ticket to go or not. Um, So they are safe. But um, Jen, it's been great these first three episodes. Really enjoyed them and learned so much. And just, just, just give us a little sneak peek as to what the penultimate episode will be next week. Yeah, so next week we're going to talk about sort of beyond the food. How do we get these feel-good hormones in 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 other ways? How do we kind of, uh, you know, organise ourselves and, like you say, community? These sorts of issues that can can keep us keep us in in recovery from from food addiction. Fantastic. So there you go, everyone. We'll see you next week. Take care for now. Bye bye.